back. It's the double team. Myself, Nick Wiggins, and my guy, Stephen Root. The NBA season is one week closer, and we're going to continue our preseason breakdown and offseason recap of all 30 NBA teams. Root, how's it going, man? It's going well, man. Trying to be in the uh, basketball mood. Football season's here. I'm all into that, too. Um, You know, we are sports fans outside of basketball, but... I mean, the, the basketball world never sleeps. We got Team USA out there. We got shirtless Ben Simmons. We've got uh, eyes still, I guess, on Harden and Dame Lillard, but that's kind of died down a little bit, yeah. thankfully, just news-wise. But, I mean, if if we're at the stage of the season or the offseason now where we're being inundated with shirtless Ben Simmons photos, and that is your news in the NBA is that, that Ben Simmons, uh, you know, I'm just so over it. I do not care uh, at it, all. Ben Simmons says that, this version of Ben Simmons would dominate the past version of Ben Simmons that we saw last year. So that's a good sign. on the bench doing nothing. So, yeah. okay, whatever. Uh, we'll and look, see if the works. NBA world, they seem to all be kind of locking in on the legitimacy of Anthony Edwards' greatness. He's been balling out for Team USA. Austin Reeves has been looking really good. Uh, but Anthony Edwards, by far has been uh something to see that's that's what all the news should be around the league i mean that's that's what is going on there is ball being played by these guys and anthony edwards the next one of the next faces of the league and a guy that is so hard not to root for man i, I mean you know especially me he coming from georgia i'm a big big fan of the georgia program and man he is he's next man i mean i don't know how you can deny it He's he's got it all. I mean, Austin Reeves, that's great too. You know, I, this isn't like your, you know, this is no dream team. There's really good players on this team, but this is far from a dream team. A lot of stars not playing for their countries too. I mean, I don't know how many people are really paying attention to this, thinking it's a big deal. It always is, but uh, just compared to the past, maybe not so much. But you know, the emergence like of Anthony Edwards is enough. It seems like nowadays it's something you do once and then you kind of get it off your bucket list and you move on. But speaking of moving on, let's go ahead and move (laughs) on to our preseason offseason recap uh, rankings, I guess, by alphabetical order. So it's not really a ranking, but up first, we're going to talk about the Dallas Mavericks. Then we got the Denver Nuggets and then we're going to end it, you know, instead of worst for first, we're going to save it to the last. The Detroit Pistons is going to be the last team we speak on. But with the Dallas Mavericks, so Davis Bertans is gone. He got traded away. Reggie Bullock is gone. He got traded away. Uh, Justin Holiday has gone. They just waived JaVale McGee, I think, yesterday. Markeith Morris is gone. Frank Nidalee-Kina is gone. Theo Pinson has gone. Christian Wood is gone and still looking for a job. And they lose McKinley Wright the fourth. Big names, I guess, that they bring in. Seth Curry, that seems like a perfect match with Luka to me. They bring Dante Exum in. They traded for Rashawn Holmes on draft night. Derek Jones Jr. is playing. Derek Lively, their pick in the draft. Center out of Duke. And they got Grant Williams in the offseason. Their big offseason grab. And uh, Kyrie's back. And he re-upped on his deal. Four-year, $120 million. Root, 
What are we thinking of Dallas? They did not make the play in last year with a lot of controversy. They tanked to keep their pick and look, say what you want, but it worked. They got their pick and they got to use it on the player that they wanted. This year, expectations are expectations are always going to be high when you have Luca on your team. But now you've had Kyrie for a whole offseason. You're not just throwing him into the mix midseason. You're bringing over Grant Williams. What do you think is going to be going down with the Mavericks this year? I'll say it'll be a make-or-break year for Jason Kidd. I mean, man, that that experiment at some point, if they are completely not living up to expectations again, so frustrating last year. Um, don't forget they also in the draft, Canadian Olivier Maxence Prosper out of Marquette 6'8", 230 forward that they brought in too, him and Derek Lively. Something to be excited about. Jaden Hardy, the, the young players are there too, but that's not what it's about. I mean, these guys will maybe see the court a little bit, but that is not what it's about. We've reached uh, some good teams to talk about. Mavericks, I mean, they it's a huge failure. You have to call it that last year. I mean, they were extremely disappointing, more so when Kyrie and, and Luca were on the court together. It just took it a little bit to, to look decent. And that was that was a question going in. Can these guys play together? I think 100% they got better. You're not going to add guys like Grant Williams and Seth Curry and tell me they didn't get better. Um, I still think there's definitely some some spots to watch, like holes on this team. The Dwight Powell, Maxi Kleber, I don't, you know, how much do you love that? Uh, that's not where your production definitely offensively is going to come. Can those guys be good defensively? Dwight Powell, can he protect the rim? Sure, yeah. Can Derek Lively step in quicker and be a force down low? I mean, you'll watch for that, but that's not what it's about. I mean, Luca, yeah, he's going to be in the MVP discussion again. Kyrie, what can he average? What can his numbers be alongside Luca? And if you were a betting man, would you think the uh, would you want to bet on the fact that it doesn't work? I think a lot of I think that might be the favorite idea, at least to a lot of people, that they would bet that this does not work. And they're yet well, again a meddling team trying to figure it out where they are in the standings and it not looking good. Well, look, you got the two, two of the most unstoppable offensive players in NBA history in Luca and Kyrie. seems like you should probably be able to just put anything you want around that. And it should work. They're both going to average over 25 points on crazy efficiency. They both can score in an ISO whenever they want. And we've seen Kyrie be able to play off LeBron in his career. And they really weren't that bad as a, tandem when they did play together in the second half of last season I don't think it's going to work this year and I think it's because of Derek Lively they're bringing him in as like a big oh you're going to be like our lob threat and our defensive stopper like a Clint Capella type or whatever you got to learn that man and if you're learning it from Maxi Kleber and Dwight Powell and Jason Kidd who's a guard right I just don't know where he's going it's just not going to happen quick, man. There, he's going to have some really rough games. He's going to get clowned on a lot. <laughs> I mean, look, Clint Capella is training Onyeka Okongwu, right? And Onyeka Okongwu, like, was elite at defending Giannis. But, I mean, you, that's because he's working with Clint Capella and learning from him. If you don't have anyone to learn from, that's going to be a rough first year, like, I don't know. Think about like Willie Colley Stein, right? You can't just like throw a guy who was actually in Dallas not too long ago, but you can't just put a big seven footer out there and be like, oh, we drafted him in the top 12 with a lottery pick. He's going to work out because 
it's, it's probably not, honestly. So that's why I feel like they're going to finish right there in that play-in range. And I think it's all going to be off the back of Luka and Kyrie. And I do think Grant Williams is a good mix. You know, basically you're trading out Tatum and Brown, who he played the role player of next to as the defender or whatever. And now you're doing that with two way better scores in Kyrie and Luka. So I like that. But as a the team overall, still a lot of holes and it's just not enough to get it done. No, and and we have to mention the name and there's a reason we haven't yet. And that kind of says everything about this guy is Tim Hardaway Jr., you know, who who thinks he's worth a lot of money and thinks he's a, a great option. But, man, he goes away way too often. And now with these two guards, Tim Hardaway Jr., he's going to see more open looks than he ever has. And he's got to hit him, and he's got to just be present all the time because that is your third option offensively. And a good one he can be. We've seen it before, but, man, he just disappears way too often. I've, I've been often critical of Tim Hardaway Jr. and and kind of point to him more so for their shortcomings in a lot of ways that this is a guy who's extremely skilled but kind of disappears a lot. Um, another year of age for Jaden Hardy. I mean, can we see some guys step up? I, I think you're probably right. I mean, the logic says you're right about Derek Lively. Um, but it's a mindset thing. I mean, we've seen young players. Uh, we're going to talk about Detroit in a minute, uh, like Jalen Duran come in not being scared of anything. And he's he's a smaller body than Lively, but extremely athletic. And, you know, similar sort of role. But we've seen some young guys be able to at least hold their own. Um, but they are probably going to ask a lot of him early. He'll get a lot of minutes. Um, you know, Rashawn Holmes, you bring him in. He's going to be an end-of-the-bench guy. We're not going to see – Rashawn Holmes. No, he's not gonna. He's gonna play, man. He's their starting center. I don't know. I don't think he is. I think the. uh, I think the duo of of Powell and Kleber is gonna be your, your option there with Lively getting a lot of minutes. I mean, Rashawn Holmes is a lot of people. Rashawn Holmes will play more minutes than Lively. I'll tell you that. Maybe at first. I, I don't think that's. You know, I don't. I think the goal would be to play lively, yeah, but I don't know. We'll see. I don't think Rashawn Holmes is your answer. At, at well, being, yeah, I know that, but I'm just saying, like man. that. That's what they're gonna rock with. But look, let's talk about the Denver Nuggets after this break. Well, let's real quick. We got to what our prediction might be for Dallas. Okay. I mean, I said I said they're playing losses. team. They're playing team. So is that? You know, one win better than they were. Are they getting to a point where they're comfortably they're gonna go, in there? They're going to go 40 and 42. I don't know what the over-under for their win total is, but that's what I think. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, you know, winning 38 games and, and being right on the outside. But, I mean, man, the West we have any, You know, tough. there's going to be the Kyrie story of the year, whatever that is. Uh, they're going to have to work around that, but they're going to go 40 and 42. The team is just not that different from what it was last year, and the rest of the leagues is getting a lot better. Will, will Jason Kidd be the coach of the Mavericks next year? Depends. I think the roster still hasn't improved enough, and I think Mark Cuban thinks of Jason Kidd favorably enough that he'd give him maybe one more offseason to try and compete. Because this is just isn't a championship contending roster. Mark Cuban's no idiot. He knows that. You got the two stars. They're both on, you know, contracts. You just got to get everything to work around them. And they just haven't done that yet. 
I mean, you look at a couple teams like they finished behind the Thunder and the Pelicans. I mean, the Thunder will probably be right there too. The Pelicans will watch his eye on and what he does. But I mean, you got a little better, but who did you get much better than? I don't really think anybody. So there's going to be a ton of teams fighting for that 40, 42 wins right there. And now look behind them with, you know, teams that have gotten better behind them too. I don't know. So it, it'll be another meddling year for them. there will be a disappointment. That's right. Well, look, when we come back, we're going to talk about the past champion Denver Nuggets. Then we'll move on to the Detroit Pistons. This is the double team. We'll be right back. All right, we're back. Let's talk about these Denver Nuggets, the former world champions. Oh, God. Okay, we <laughs> world champs. So they lose Bruce Brown. He signs a big deal to go join the Pacers. Thomas Bryant's gone. Jeff Green's gone. Ish Smith is gone. And who do they bring in? Justin Holiday. They got a lot of draft picks, right? Uh, Jalen Pickett, Julian Strother, Hunter Tyson. Some late-round picks, but they seem like they'll fit, potentially, right? And they re-sign Reggie Jackson. And DeAndre Jordan is back. DeAndre Jordan doesn't really play, but he is... You know, your locker room guy. But other than that, you're really keeping the majority of your core together, except for Bruce Brown is really the big person that's out of here. Obviously, they won the championship last year. Nikola Jokic did not get his third MVP, but should he have deserved it? Yes, I think we all agree that now looking at hindsight. Root, what are you thinking about what the Nuggets did this offseason and how do you think they're going to do next season? You kind of can't fault them. I mean, yeah, we knew beforehand that keeping Bruce Brown, especially watching him play, that there was going to be teams willing to pay him a lot. We knew that was going to be very difficult for them to keep. Um, I'm a big fan of Bruce Brown, especially in the role he played. Would have been awesome to bring him back, Um, you know, but why go in? There wasn't a necessary – there wasn't a need to do a lot on this team. If you're able to retain the huge majority of what you had, then you're going to be right back where you are. As long as you have a healthy Nikola Jokic, I mean, look, you're going to be back there. I, I have no doubt this is going to be a team that we see in the finals probably three, four more times. And I wouldn't yep. be shocked about that at all. I mean, you look at the West and teams trying to get better than Denver. Denver is just so solid now. Um, and you can stand losing Bruce Brown with, I mean, Christian Brown was a big piece that, really stepped up and I think is only going to get better. Um, Just the health of this team. I mean, we've seen Aaron Gordon really find the perfect place for him to play. And he is a huge piece of what they do. He's Um, out there in Serbia with Jokic at the horse races, man. They're a family now. Hey, yeah, that's, if you're a Nuggets fan, you love to see that. I think these guys really like playing together and they're going to be together a long time. I mean, if you want to look for a question mark or just a a spot is Michael Porter Jr. I mean, that's the guy that can frustrate you a lot. So can he just continue to one, be healthy, be on the court, but maturing, finding his role, then, then they can just, be pretty unstoppable in the West. They're going to win whenever they want to win. And health is the only thing that could get in the way of this team. But nobody has gotten to a point where they're going to – nobody has gotten better to a point that I'm going to say they've leapfrogged them in the West. That just is what it is. 
Now you say that I agree. Best team in the West. You said best team in the West. Are they the best team in the NBA? Well, yeah. I mean, okay. Yeah, they are. Uh, you, I mean, who are you gonna, who are you gonna try to make the case with? I really think, I really thought Milwaukee was a team, especially after they lost in the first round, that that would have been a very compelling series if it was Milwaukee that had reached the finals and did not stumble. Yeah, the Heat were a great story, but Milwaukee would have been the team. Um, so league-wise, we'll see what Milwaukee is. They kind of run it back, too. We'll get to them later on. But, yeah, it's it's Denver and safely Denver right now. So is Denver your very, very early finals pick to, to, to win it again back-to-back? I don't see how you can say no. If you want to say no, you're trying to make a case for whatever team for you to be right. Um, but, you know, just pure logic says pick the best team in the league to just do it again. Um, health is a real concern with, with a lot of these players. I mean, it just is. I mean, can they all remain on the court and be ready in the playoffs? We'll see. But when they're all healthy and playing together, they they look more of a together team than anybody else. I mean, a lot of these teams can add talent throw in a bad, bad Bradley Beal to your mix and hope that works. So many of these teams just trying to throw guys in, but no team looks as together as Denver and as dangerous. Yeah, when healthy, they're unstoppable. They're one of the best teams in NBA history. You got when your star player is as unselfish as Jokic, but also as dominant, it's going to be hard to lose, especially when Jamal Murray is playing at such a high level that he's playing at. So I think we're kind of on the same page with uh, Denver. You know, you got to fill that little Bruce Brown gap, but I think that they'll be able to supplement that and figure it out. I mean, can they win more games than they did? I mean, probably, but that's the thing is, you know, when Golden State went on their their run to win over 60 games, and I just, it's so tough to do that. And it's so easy to take a little time in the early part of the season. Yeah, I don't think that that's on the goal. I think the goal no. is just, look, we know we're going to get, we're going to be a top four seed. We know we're going to get to the playoffs and we're confident we can beat anyone that we play against. I don't think they're going to be grinding it out to potentially win, you know, 60 something games, um, but they're going to be good and they're going to really just try and stay healthy and be ready for the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, you can try to, try to make a case for other teams to challenge them just in the West. I mean, the Phoenix experiment is going to be something to watch, but I'm not just, I'm not buying it until I see that it absolutely works and that somehow they've found depth. Um, the Clippers, you can always talk yourself into Clipper success when still we've seen what they do. Memphis could a team like Memphis who's young and just, very, very young and athletic. I mean, could they at least run with Denver? Yeah, they could, but I don't think they're built yet for a long playoff series with a team like Denver. Yeah, I don't I don't think so. It's it's Denver as the heavy favorite right now in my eyes. But look, let's move to a team that's not the heavy favorite in anyone's eyes, except <laughs> for maybe your own personal eyes. Uh the Detroit Pistons. Hamadou Diallo's gone. RJ Hampton is gone. Corey Joseph is gone. Ruder Magruder, Rodney Magruder is gone. <laughs> and who do we bring in? A couple undrafted rookies. Trade for Joe Harris, Monty Morris, Marcus Sasser, Sir Thompson, um, and your resign buddy, Boheim. Buddy. So yeah. uh, Detroit getting a lot of love. 
uh, with those little Team USA practices. Kate Cunningham apparently looking amazing, real patient, real dominant. What What's Detroit doing? Is this like the last tanking year? Is it the last rebuilding year? When are we going to actually try and get some wins now that we got a uh, highest paid coach in the league, uh, Monty yeah. Williams out there? I mean, you're going to see them play really hard at the beginning of the year. Um, Cade Cunningham, you're right. I mean, the hype around this man coming back from injury, he shows up and everywhere he shows up to against, you know, other players in the league, he's looking better than, you know, this is coming from people who are reporting on seeing him and, you know, it's who knows, but. I mean, this is a former number one draft pick. I feel like a lot of people forget about that. This is the best player you could have got in what, 2019? Well, yeah. and, And, you know, people have forgotten. And they'll remember, and he could definitely be in that talk for most improved player. I think he's going to come back, and this team's going to look better. They're going to look like a real real team. Um, Everything you see from Asar Thompson, too, is incredible. He's going to play a lot immediately. You know, he is a extremely talented defender. And if he finds his shot, you know, it's it's there. But offensively, there's, you know, ways he could come. But this team is going to play hard, especially at the beginning of the year. I don't think you reach this point of the rebuild and try to turn it loose a little bit. These guys are all young. They're on the same page. Um, Isaiah Stewart, Jalen Duren, they're, they're big guys. Duren, I mean, he's probably turned into my favorite guy on this team just to watch. I mean, he's an absolute animal. He's incredible. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you're just you're hoping to see another year of improvement. I mean, what do you really expect to to do? It's just got to be relative. You know, you're, you're more wins than last year. Don't be the worst team in the league. You know, I don't think there's going to be an active tank going on. I think you're going to see them really see what they've got in these guys. And and Joe Harris and Bogdanovich, I mean, you've got some guys too. I mean, this is a real-looking team, just very young. Um, so you tell me, somebody that's not a fan, just an outsider to this team, I mean, you tell me what you think. Well, look, I think that the – I think of my Atlanta Hawks, right? This was a team that was drafted and, you know, made up of a lot of young players that they drafted. You had your top guy, Trey Young. You got your John Collins. You got your Kevin Herter. You got your own Bogdanovich, right? And somehow they just caught fire. They started clicking, and they made it work. And now, all of a sudden – They have so many good pieces. It's like, what do you do with them? In Detroit, it's like you're you're high on every prospect that you have, right? Cunningham, Ivy, you know, all these guys. But it's not compiling into success like it was in Atlanta. Now, it wasn't at first, but then eventually you get the right guy in there. And, you know, they go to the Eastern Conference Finals that same year. And a a year where they weren't even look like they were going to make the playoffs uh, for the first half. So, I mean, that has to be what Detroit's thinking, you would hope. You got Cade Cunningham, who's looking great. You got Duran. You got all these young players. You got Bogdanovich. You got Harris. You got the role players, the veteran role players. This team, if it's going to work, this would be the year that it shows signs of success. If they're not making the play-in, man, I'm saying forget Detroit. Forget how it's compiled now. You got to get some people out of there because it's just not going to work. Like, you have the pieces to win. 
you got to win at least 35 games, man. You have to win at least 35 games. You're not the worst team. Like, you got freaking Washington out there now. You have got to be, like, they're better than Charlotte. I think we both agree that they're better than Charlotte. And so, Charlotte, they've made a play-in game with LaMelo at the helm. It's time for Detroit to step up. They go and get Monty Williams. It's just time, man. It's time. And if they don't do it this year, I'm already not even buying much stock in Detroit because they haven't done anything positive to this point. <laughs> so if it doesn't happen this year, man, I'm done. Uh, okay, I hear you. I mean, that's you're asking them to double their wins. I think that's absolutely a real goal and something they can do. Um, you know, the, the Cade Cunningham help, we'll have to have these guys play together a whole year and hope they can. Um, I think Cade Cunningham is is such an intriguing prospect, just the pace that he plays. He looks so much more mature than, you know, his game looks so much more refined than maybe anybody else coming in at his age. He just plays that, that very methodical, smart pace. And, you know, he's, he's showing everybody in the off season what it can look like, but an, another year of Ivy and Duran, these guys were a little more raw especially Duran. I mean, Ivy too, he's just an extremely, both these guys are extreme athletes, um, but let's see you hone your craft a little bit, but yeah, you bring in, you bring in the coach. It's, it's got to turn into more wins than 17. It just has to, you've got to show that you're on par with Charlotte, Orlando, Washington, and Indiana. I mean, Indiana's got players. Elite players don't lose, man. Like, if you're going to be one of these top 10 potential players, if you're worthy of this first pick, you do not, you cannot be comfortable just losing and losing, right? Trey Young was miserable uh, those first three years, and then they finally flipped the switch right there year three. Luca flipped the switch right there, like, year three. Uh, Paolo Bet. Paolo is probably about to flip that switch coming up soon. I think Orlando looks pretty good. I think he looked really good last year. It's just time, man. Anthony Edwards, we are, we were just talking about him. It's time. If you're great, you can't be uh, a failure and you can't let your team be a failure. And if you got all these other players on your team that are these elite prospects with this high upside that have looked great in the offseason, well, let's see how they look in the regular season because so far it's been nothing but crap. Well, no, it hasn't. That's you're you're coming Bro, down too they're, hard. They're on the them. worst team in the league. Every I hear year. you. Okay, but guys like Duran and Ivy, okay, they're they're not true leaders of a team like Cade Cunningham is. And like and lead just, Cade, what? That's all I'm saying. Lead. He didn't play all year. I mean, this is your he number play, one, bro. Shut up for a second, God. <laughs> all right, I I hear what you're saying. Like, sure, yes. I mean, what you're saying is right, but. Cade Cunningham not playing all year. Now a new coach comes in. Yeah, this is the year that you have to see the real, you know, talent level of these guys. I mean, they have to be able to play together. I mean, yes, you're learning from a new coach now, a new staff, um, but the time's here. I mean, you've had an offseason to, to do so. So, yes, they will absolutely have to win probably double the amount of games that they did based on who you got, based on all this hype around Cade. He's your true leader. Um, so, yeah. That will be their goal. And if they don't hit that, then what's going on? There is something going on here that is not working. Like, yeah, that is right. 
But all right, I'm I'm anticipating your projection and prediction for this team this season. I'll go ahead and say mine. They have got to be the 10 seed in the East, or I am blanking them out my mind, man. I'm never going to utter the word piston again. All right. I'll, I'll force you to. Unless I'm talking about a urinal. Okay. Oh, man. So. You're just hating hard on me. Why are you doing it? Man, look, I'm I... telling you that I'm predicting them to be 10th. That's what they right. should hit. I'm telling you. I'm saying they're going to be in the postseason. I'm giving them love, but I'm just saying that if they don't hit that this year and they fall behind a Charlotte, they somehow fall behind a Washington. Oh, no, dude. No <laughs> way, Jose. Nah, that ain't going to so, work for me. So, so wh- where do you have them at? I mean, it's going to be in that, I'll say, in between that 30 to 35 wins. I think they touched 30. They've got to get there. And, I mean, even that is showing a vast improvement. Um, but there's a lot of these teams like Indiana or in Orlando you know, Washington, not so much Charlotte, not so much to me, but Indiana and Orlando have a lot going on and they're probably going to be better too. So you got to look at what their competition might be. I think Toronto is going to come down, um, but still. But I, mean, I know, but like, all right, let's talk about in Indiana. We'll get to them obviously in the future, but just player by player down that roster, do you think Indiana has a better roster than Detroit? I mean, I think there's some similarities there. I think you've got some guys that are more into their career, like a Miles Turner, now a Bruce Brown, some guys that can help bring along a Tyrese Halliburton who's already looking like a superstar, who's already had that time to play, that maybe Cade could be hyped as much as Tyrese Halliburton had he not missed this entire year and been out there doing what people think he can do. Um, but now you've kind of been hamstrung a little bit by that injury, and now it's time to put it all together. I mean, these, Detroit also, two names we really didn't mention, um, you got some guys that are trying to prove themselves in a way more so than anybody in, in a Marvin Bagley and James Wise. Are these guys for real or not? High draft picks. I mean, that mentality can be a, a big thing to this team, like where you're you're now like have this opportunity. Wiseman, especially, man, like talent's there. The dude can play. We see it a little bit, but just hasn't put it together yet. So you've got kind of that mentality of guys truly trying to prove it. Um, but yeah, I mean, Indiana, I just think they're a little bit farther along and what they've got now with Matherin and I mean, they're, they're kind of a, a mix of guys that have been in the league a little bit. And now you're, you're young talent. Detroit's more so just young talent. I mean, yeah, you've got your Bogdanovich and Joe Harris, but, but the, the, the focus is all on the young talent and them playing together. Um, I just feel like if the young talent is good enough, they're going to win. They'll be relevant in the sense that they'll be in this argument. I mean, they're going to be better than Washington and Charlotte. I'll give you that. But that they better be. Well, you're right. I mean, yes, especially with the coach move. I mean, paying this man as much as they did, it's got to yield results immediately, just more so than losing 65 games. That cannot happen. You've got to touch 30, 35 wins and at least be relevant come playoff time and play in time. Um, but yeah, I just they're right there I, to me going to be with Orlando and Indiana who have also built things kind of the right way and are looking for success too. So it's just very competitive top to bottom. I mean, more so than than maybe ever in both the I, east and the west. I just don't think your rebuild can take more than 3 years. Especially when you end up getting the number 1 pick, 
right? That's the thing that like basically saves your rebuild where you can speed up the process on it. Should not take more than three years. And here we are. This is the make or break year. They better win 30 games, man. Oh my gosh, if they don't win 30 games. Well, that is I mean, so embarrassing. Are you not like let's take San Antonio? Yeah, their number one pick is infinitely more talented than than what Detroit got at number one in Kate Cunningham. I think yes. we can agree on that at least, but but still, I mean, are in you three years the San Antonio Spurs are gonna be a top five seed in the West? Okay. All right. I'm just making sure you're you're consistent here. Yeah, um, man. You would you'd have to think that that I mean, that would be a disappointment if they weren't. Um, but okay. I mean, I hear you. And you're right. I mean, they're far too talented. Detroit and, is. And it'd be different if I weren't seeing all these updates in the offseason about Cade Cunningham, right? And everyone's like, oh, my God, he's the best guy on the court. I'm like, all right, all right. Well, now now I'm ready to see it. You know, if I wasn't yeah. seeing those updates, it'd be different. I'd be like, ah, oh, hopefully they can do something and look a little better. But you see, when you're seeing that, it's like, all right, is he just a rec league open gym <laughs> guy right are we talking hoodie mellow here right are we talking oj mayo are we talking rudy gay oh, damn. or is this guy legit so i'm hoping I've... look i'm rooting for the pistons this year but if they let me down i'm gonna be pissed <laughs> okay i hear you me too me too that's that's my team but i mean you gotta have the guy on the court him not playing all year that was a, a just a huge issue in development that he wasn't able to play only played like what like 10 or 15 games and then you know, looked decent in those, but then you're out, you're done. And then it's just over with from there. So he is their true leader. He plays that role. That is his game. It's a leadership game and, you know, commanding the the floor and setting it up for everybody else. That is what he does so well. So you got to have him out there. Um, I'm excited. You know, you watch just the fan I am of this team. It's crazy being a Detroit sports fan. You've got the Lions hyped up. It's wild. Now you've got young talent on the Pistons. Like there's real things going on in Detroit that's real and has been built the right way. Um, you can't like say they haven't built it the right way. And it's taken years of just nonsense from them to finally have a crop of young guys like this. I mean, yeah, now it has to work. That's right. Well, look, next week, big episode next week. We're going to be talking about the Golden State Warriors. They got Chris Paul now. Pretty big deal. The Houston Rockets, I'm buying into what they're selling for sure. And the Indiana Pacers, who we touched on a little bit today. So that'll be a really uh, fun episode talking about, because those are three teams that made a lot of moves and have big aspirations this season. So that's going to be exciting uh, to talk about. Yeah, all those teams. I've, yeah, I look forward to that one for sure. I mean, I'm Houston, they're going to be the most one of if not the most entertaining teams in the league does it turn into wins it it better but you know i could see them yeah not being a a good team um they've got some really good flashy players but we'll see if that works um i'm i'm kind of bought in on the future of indiana right now too so that'll be a good one are you we didn't really touch on the trey lyle trey lyles no that's the player um the olympian sprinter you you made a yeah. little joke earlier about yeah. champions of the world. Are you team that guy or team seemingly everybody well, else? You know, the NBA clowned him, right? Everyone comes to the NBA to be in the best league. You are the champions of the world. It's the best basketball league in the world. The same way, you know, when the Chiefs win the 
Super Bowl. They're the world champions of football because, I mean, line up any other team (laughs) against them. They're going to win. Line up any other team in the world against uh, the Nuggets. But Greg Popovich actually even came out and backed that track star. Well, that was was like he had a quote in 2010 when he said the same thing. I guess he was asked about her. It came out in 2010. The Popovich quote that's kind of made the rounds now since this this Lyles, I can't remember his first name, whatever. But yeah, that was from 2010 saying, you know, I don't see nobody's crossing any borders, whatever. But I mean, come on. If that damn sprinter who after he said that, it worked, man. I mean, millions of views now on his stuff, you know, when he had a, a couple hundred thousand on his Olympia Olympic efforts yeah. that nobody was paying attention to. But now you got everybody's howling your name clowning on him man all the nba players drake's clowning on him man saying he rehearsed it in the mirror and it didn't go how he wanted but look it was annoying and and a little cringy the way he said it but i mean technically yes he's right okay but whatever man stupid stuff we're talking about that time of year that's right but hey nothing stupid coming next week when we break down those three teams and continue getting you ready for the nba season For myself, Nick Wiggins, and my main man over here, Stephen Root, we're out. You've been double teamed.